The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome back, everyone, to the Answers for Elders podcast radio network. And we are here again with a program talking about VA benefits. Will your loved one qualify? There are a lot of different types of programs out there. And we are here talking to Mr. Jim Kaler. And please catch our first three segments. This is segment number four. Is that correct, Jim? I'm trying to... Make sure we're at the right thing. And we're talking about pension. We're talking about aid and attendance benefits, quote unquote. Um, It's important if you have a loved one, please start from the beginning because there's a lot of foundational uh, tools that have been put in place for you and your family. But we're here now in segment four talking about who is eligible. So it's the floor is yours there, sir. Thank you. And for those who uh, want to know how far to go back, we were everything you should listen to all the podcasts but if you're specifically looking for discussion of the va pension program what most people call aid in attendance as suzanne uh, suggested a second ago then we talked about the eligibility starting in segment three and we are now in segment four and i hope to finish during this segment cross your fingers so um again with va pension aka aid in attendance the next of our eligibility criteria is aged or disabled and as I mentioned in segment two, with the overview of the different programs, yeah, 65 is considered an age. That goes back to the Social Security era where full, time, full retirement age was 65. It hasn't been changed. So those of you who are over age 65, sorry, federal government called you aged. Uh, don't take it as an insult. Um, or 100% disabled. Okay, you have to be 100%. If you can work, you don't need pension because you're, uh, your health issues are not bad enough. Okay. So it has to be 100% disability. <clears throat> Most people get in through the aged door, and then there's the health test, and we'll talk about that, or the, 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 health, the care needs test is another way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and now remember, pension is a cash program. It does not provide care. It provides money to be used to pay for care. Correct. VA does not line up the care itself. So the, they look at your health care expenses. For purposes of the pension program, the healthcare expenses need to be periodic and predictable. So this is something that you face all the time, and it's pretty much the same every month. And so with a little bit of experience, either yours or somebody else's, we can predict what the costs are going to be for you next month, the following month, the month after that, et cetera. So a heart operation is not a periodic predictable expense. It may be predictable. Because we, you know, the, the doctors of the world have done enough heart operations that they know pretty much what they cost. <laughs> Take a look at the different comparisons you may have, you know, look, look at, you know, hospital A versus hospital B, whole different question. But you're not periodically going to have heart surgery. This isn't something you do every month, at least I hope not. Okay. So it is, has to be periodic, predictable. So this is uh, basically maintenance health expenses. Okay. Drugs would fit, except if you get the pension program, VA will pay for your drugs. So then you'd be out of the program because you, you didn't need help paying for them anymore. And then you lose the program, you lose the VA coverage. So now you're back in. It took VA a little bit to figure out that they ought to just stop measuring drugs for this because they just got everything screwed up because they covered them. Okay. Completely illogical, but those things happen. The other thing that makes a lot of sense here 
that probably won't be covered is kidney dialysis. That's periodic, <laughs> three, four times a week or every day if you're one of those places that does it every day. Uh, pretty expensive. We know what it costs because we've seen it plenty of times, but it's almost always covered by health insurance or Medicaid. So if it's covered by somebody else, VA is not going to cover it. Understandable. You know, they're not going to provide you two pockets to dip into for the same, uh, same costs. So while kidney dialysis would seem to fit, the insurance coverage or Medicaid coverage takes it back out. So really, the only thing that fits is long-term care where you need help at activities of daily living or you need help at home or something like that. So any, now you don't have to be so bad as to need help with activities of daily living, but that does trigger the aid attendance level. Okay. But long-term care is really the only thing that fits. <clears throat> now the classifications, as I mentioned before in segment two, pension is your expected medical expenses use up most or all of your income housebound. You have, Needs for pension, healthcare expenses, using up most of all of your income, plus you can't easily get out on your own. Mm-hmm. And aid and attendance is pension, you, healthcare expenses close to your income or higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need help with sensitivity of living or you need a protective environment. Protective environment is uh, dementia, okay, cognitive issues. Sure. So they may not need help with ADLs, but they do need somebody to make sure they don't start the stove and leave it on all day. Okay. Right. You do not get both a housebound and aid and tenants. You get pension by itself. You get pension plus housebound. You get pension plus aid and tenants. You don't get all three, plain and simple, okay? Housebound and aid and tenants are additional money on top of pension. If you don't qualify for pension, I don't care how much you seem to qualify for aid and tenants, but you don't qualify for pension, you get nothing. Ditto with housebound, okay? So- For those who can see it, this slide shows the different rates that that VA will pay, the maximum rates VA will pay for this different combination. I have four of them highlighted because these are the ones that for which people will apply. Correct. Housebound is not highlighted. Nobody applies for housebound. They will apply for aid and attendance. VA may say you only get housebound, take it and appeal, but don't turn it down. Take the money. Okay. Right. Um, but almost everyone applies for aid and attendance because it re- they really only think about this when they get to that point that they need help with care and need help with activities of daily living, or they have cognitive issues or their loved one mm-hmm. has cognitive issues, mm-hmm. except, and I discussed this a little bit before, when it's not the veteran, but the spouse that is the, that, that has the care needs. With a spouse who has the care needs, but not the veteran, aid and tenants and housebound are not available because those programs are measured by by the veteran's health needs if the veteran is alive. So when the veteran doesn't have big health needs, but the spouse does, they are limited to applying for a simple pension at the married level. Okay. At the married level, but it is, they're limited to applying for a simple pension. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a few seconds here and burn through this for those who are on the radio and try to explain the table to them. Um, If you don't want me to say so now. Uh, So the monthly benefits that are available, and this is from December of 2021 forward, VA changes its, its, uh, does its cost of living adjustments effective December 1, the last several years. And I assume they will continue that way. Uh, Okay. So for simple pension, a married couple can get a maximum of $1,610. A single veteran 
can get $1,229.41. And this is on a monthly basis. And the surviving spouse is, I have it, widow, just to make room on my slide, right. um, is $824.66. Got it. For housebound, the married couple can get $1,883 per month, $1,883. The single veteran can get $1,502.41. The surviving spouse can get $1,007.83. At the aid and attendance level, the married couple can get $2,431.25. The single veteran can get $2,050.83. And the widow can get $1,318.00 maximum. There are additional levels for this. If there's a dependent child, it goes up another level. If both, there are two veterans married to each, to each other, it goes up another level. There's like 30 some combinations here. These are the big three. Married couple, single veteran, surviving spouse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mind you, if surviving spouse has gotten remarried or surviving spouse is divorced surviving spouse, probably cut off from benefits. Okay. I say probably because there are exceptions as with almost every rule, there are exceptions. I don't want to go through them here because they can get quite complicated. If you are the surviving spouse or your loved one is the surviving spouse and there has been either a remarriage or um, a, a, they were divorced. Okay. Right. Seek out someone who does this, seek out someone accredited to try to see if an exception applies. Mm Okay. Okay. The categorization method for simple pension, housebound, et cetera, uh, is, as I mentioned, if the veteran is living, it's the veteran's health that is measured. If the ill spouse is not the veteran, then just pension is all they're going to get, okay? And as I mentioned uh, just a second ago, more money possible. Uh, th- for people who aren't watching, this is a new slide, so I'm just out of habit repeating myself, sorry. Um, there's more money possible. If two veterans are married, there's more money possible. There's a dependent child. I know it so well, I do it without the slide, and I apologize for repeating myself. The medical expenses have to be predictable routine expenses expected in the coming year. They're not looking back. Nope. This is not reimbursement except from the time. There can be a reimbursement from the date of application to the time it's approved. And if there was eligibility up to a year before, that can be, after approval, reimbursed. Okay. Expenses mm-hmm. during that time can be reimbursed, but this isn't, you're not applying for last year. You can use last year's right. expenses to predict ne- the upcoming right. year's expenses, but you aren't getting money back on what you did before. At least that's not the way into the program. It might be available, but that's not the way in the program. And it ain't going back more than a year. Okay. Okay. 13 months, you ain't getting it. 14 months, you're not getting it. Okay. So they have to be determined necessary, making air quotes by the doctor. There mm-hmm. is a doctor's form for this that is extremely important. That's the controlling document. Mm-hmm. There's one particular box on that form. This is VA, okay? Everything's a form. There's one particular box, and it used to be 25, I think, but they, they rearranged it. I don't remember the number of that box. It may still be 25. That is absolutely essential. Whatever the doctor says there, that controls. If the doctor says you need beer and cigarettes, then potentially beer and cigarettes count. I'm looking for that doctor. Uh but whatever the doctor <laughs> says in, in that magic box, that controls, yeah. okay? And depending what the doctor says in that magic box, potentially room and board and assisted living or skilled nursing uh, can be counted. Potentially, it can be counted for independent living as well. 
if that is worded extremely, extremely carefully. Most that's doctors why we don't always say go to a professional. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. I have I have sent this form to doctors and say, if the following is true, please say this or something close to it in the magic box, whatever the number is. Got it. Okay. Got so, it. So um, that is extremely, extremely important. Fabulous. And so we're going to go on to section five, everyone, in our next segment. And Jim will be right back right after this. State of Ohio residents, you have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at J-K-O-E-W-L-E-R hyphen A-F-E. That's J-K-E-L-E-R A-F-E at protectingseniors.com. It's time to rethink. Renew and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.